listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Well, you just heard the golden voice of the man from above at Fox Sports Radio. It's that time of week again, and we've got an epic show for you tonight. As I've said many times before, sports are the greatest reality show, and you can script everything but the ending. And on that note, Happy New Year. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios, and welcome back to another award-winning edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the weekend adaptation, our first show in 2021. So I will just say this. And then there was one, one week left in the NFL, otherwise known in common parlance as Week 17. Now tonight, I debunk the must-win narrative and explain why it's been very profitable to fade must-win teams in Week 17, even if their opponent has nothing to play for. Plus, I revisit some talking points in the NFL that I outlined back in August and how they've come to play and take form these last 17 weeks. And I, I, I'm going to steal a very popular bit that Colin does, but I'll call it where Bernie was right and where Bernie was wrong. In about 15 minutes, Dave Sherapan, a longtime Las Vegas oddsmaker, good friend of mine, he'll join via phone. We'll chop up week 17 and talk about the championship game, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, et cetera. And, and, you know, the NFL is entering its most important month. So, as we've said, you know, they always remember what you did in December. And tomorrow, boy, there are a lot of games that are very, very pivotal that will determine the fates and whether or not guys are going golfing next week or they're preparing for their first-round opponent. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They are a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Tommy Kramer, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. All right, before I get into the key storylines that are taking shape, and there's really a couple of big ones uh, that will take us into Week 17. Week 17 in and of itself, uh, I believe, offers a lot of very intriguing and uh, you know opportunistic chances to make yourself some money. And you might not think that, but here's why I see that. There's an old adage in, you know, when people talk, when two teams get together, and it's not just in the NFL. It's a must-win game for so-and-so. Well, I've never liked that terminology anyway, and I've never subscribed to it because let's take the NFL. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, as the season winds down, 31 of the 32 teams will lose the game they, quote, must win. You get my drift? So merely backing a team that must win isn't, you know, isn't any strategy at all. The reality is teams that need to win in week 17 to get into the playoffs or would need help with a loss, well, in the last five years, there have been 38 of those. They've gone 15 and 23, which is a lousy 39% against the spread. And this is when they're playing teams with zero incentive. And if you're curious, of those 38 teams, well, 13 of them lost straight up on the money line. They didn't even win, and they were favorites. And if you focus solely on favorites – that are laying more than a field goal, the case for fading these must-win teams becomes even more glaring because if you bet against them, well, you're 19-9, and nine, that's 68% against the number. And if you, if you think this sample size is too small, well, if you look at the last 150 games where this scenario has reared its head, 60% against the spread when you fade the teams that must win. 
And in a minute, I'm going to get to three games that fall under that category for tomorrow. But first, just for giggles, let's take a walk down memory lane. We have a very discerning audience here with a good memory, and we've got fans from all around the country. Now, let's start with the Vikings fans. In 2003, I know you remember this one. Week 17, they were laying 7.5 against the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals were only 3-12, and and the, the, the Vikings just needed a win. They didn't need to cover. They just needed a win to clinch a playoff berth. Well, the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals didn't cooperate. They were led by Josh McCown. They scored a touchdown in the final seconds to win 18-17, to and they eliminated the Vikings from the postseason. By the way, the, the Vikings also lost to a Week 17 game in a similar scenario the next season to the 5-10 and 10 Redskins, quarterbacked by uh, UCLA's Patrick Ramsey. I was about to take a shot at Patrick Ramsey, uh, but that wouldn't have been fair, and Brian Finley wouldn't have liked it. All right, 2006, the San Francisco 49ers, well, they sucked then. They were getting 10 against the Broncos, and they shocked the Broncos. And what's really unique about this game is that all the Broncos had to do was win or tie the 6-9 49ers in Week 17 to punch their ticket to the dance. Remember, they just had to win or tie. Well, Alex Smith of the 49ers let a, a game tying drive to force overtime at the end of the game. So they're tied. If the, Bronco, if the game just would have ended right there, they would have loved to have had the tie and would have advanced. But nope, the 49ers went on a field goal in overtime, and the Broncos, well, you get nothing in like it, Judge Smales. 2008, the Raiders, well, they sucked in 2008. They were getting 11 points in Week 17 against the, uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their quarterback that day, you may remember him, Jamarcus Russell. He had a running back by the name of Michael Bush, and he went nuts. Went nuts that day. The 4-11 Raiders, they went on the road into Tampa Bay catching 11 points. Yes, they ended the Bucs season. And believe it or not, the Raiders had to come from 10 down in the fourth quarter to hand the Bucs their fourth straight loss to end the season. So situation where the Bucs not only, you know, they had looked like they were in the playoffs for a month and they really blew it. The Bengals, just three years ago, they were getting eight against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens were... Uh, the Bengals were 6-9, and nine and the Ravens lost, and you get the picture by now. Okay, there are lots of examples, and there are going to be more tomorrow. One of them, heard Aaron talking about this game with Arnie, the Titans are laying 7.5 at the Texans. That's a lot of points. And we'll see if the Texans come out inspired after J.J. Watt called the team out after their embarrassing loss to the Bengals last week. Uh, Houston did take Tennessee to overtime earlier this season in Nashville. This game's an overlay. This line should probably be about six, but you're crossing over seven. You got to like the Texans getting over a touchdown. They fall into that category, right? They got nothing to play for. Titans do. Texans getting points. That's a 60% if you go over the last 150 games. The Colts are laying two touchdowns against Jacksonville. Not that I'm interested in getting in front of the Colts, but again, you don't get rich in betting by laying two touchdowns on the road in the NFL. You really want to do that? And the Jags fall into that category. But if you think the Colts just show up and hammer them, okay, give it your best shot. I think, you know, the, the I would not want to be laying two touchdowns on the road against a team in the National Football League for any reason, including tomorrow. It's like putting in the rough. Do you golf? you putt from the rough? Maybe you do. I, I don't think it's a good idea. All right, Washington. This game is really interesting because it looks like Alex Smith will start now. And Arnie's right. I am seeing some threes, even some three and a halfs out there. 
depending on where you shop. Uh, but the Eagles are the home dog, and I can assure you the Eagles will not lie down Sunday night with a chance to end the, quote, football team's season. Going to be a great game. Alex Smith will start. He's got a bad calf. Keep your eye on him because he's the X factor. If he starts, the problem with Washington is they're a notoriously slow starting team. They're averaging like seven points in the first half in games this season. Been a great story, but they're scary to, you know, to lay. I just can't see laying three, three and a half on the road against Philadelphia. Philly's very alive to win that game. All right. So there you have it. All right. And I think the notion or the assumption that in week 17, games are automatic is wrong. And, you know, I remember the last year I covered the Lions in 2008, Rod Marinelli was an 0-16 team. They played hard every week. They just weren't very good. And he always emphasized everything you do, 100% of what you do, is observed 100% of the time by somebody in the National Football League. It's on film, even practice. So you're playing for your job. You're playing for your job for that team. You're playing for a job in the NFL. If you uh, get cut or you're gone, your contract's up or it's not renewed, so you've got a situation where you're going to give max effort, and you're going to see surprises tomorrow. Remember I said that. All right, I want to go back to August. One of the real storylines that I focused on is I wanted to give Jerry Jones top credit for buying an insurance policy courtesy of the Andy Dalton agency. Why? Because there was never any guarantee that Dak Prescott wouldn't get hurt, and he did after five games. And by the way, I said this, since 2011, Andy Dalton is one of just six quarterbacks in the NFL to accomplish the following – 30,000 passing yards, 200 passing touchdowns, 70 wins. The only other quarterbacks in history to have done that were Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, and Ben Roethlisberger. That's pretty good company. Every one of those guys has been to a Super Bowl, and they've all won one except for Matt Ryan. Dalton is no ham and egg. And, and by the way, I even said in August, I, these are my notes I had from August, don't dismiss the chances of former Cincinnati quarterback Andy Dalton, the all-time franchise leader in completions and passing touchdowns in Cincinnati, taking a lot more snaps in Dallas than the pundits predicted. Dalton actually started a playoff game in each of his first four seasons in the NFL, and the only other quarterbacks to do that since 1950 were Otto Graham and Joe Flacco and Russell Wilson. Again, pretty good company. The red-headed rifle. You know, at that time, I thought maybe working with Mike McCarthy, who likes working with experienced quarterbacks, would matter. I'm not saying it did. But I do know this. Fast forward to now. In the last three games, Dalton and the Cowboys offense, they've put up over 30 points in the last three games. This is what I call proof of performance. Dalton has started five games. Dak started five games. Their passer rating for Dak was 99. Passer rating for Dalton, 102. Dak threw nine touchdowns and four interceptions. Andy Dalton... Ten touchdowns, three interceptions. The moral of the story? Well, you, you decide. You decide if you think Dak is worth $30 million more than Andy Dalton. I'm not going to gauge that argument. All I know is, can you imagine what the storyline is going to be if Dallas goes into New York Giants and win? And then they go to the playoffs and maybe even win a playoff game with Andy Dalton. I still think you need to sign Dak next year and give him a deal, but they need to come to terms. Tip of the cap to Andy Dalton because – I said he could do it, and he did it. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, heading into the season, we talked about this. Since 2000, the Pittsburgh Steelers were 53-27 and 27 straight up and 48-32 and 32 against the number in regular season games following a non-winning season. In other words, you were not going to find the Steelers to have, you know, they were not going to come up empty in back-to-back -back seasons, and they haven't. I think Mike Tomlin's done a fabulous job. He had to start 
eleven and zero, and then they lost three in a row, and everybody's giving them, you know, they're taking a beating now by all the pundits, and they lost Devin Bush, and they lost, uh, uh, all right, the other stud defensive player, uh, Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree, thank you. I had that on the tip of my tongue. Thanks, McKenzie. And Ben hasn't been great, all right. And I don't, I don't blame them for resting Ben on uh, on Sunday. Uh, he's not healthy in my view, but he's still capable of, you know, doing it. You know, like the old country singer once said, I'm not as good as I once was, but once I'm as good as I ever was. Look, the guy looks 38. He is 38. He looks 58. He's had more surgeries than Joan Rivers. So give the guy a break. But I think Pittsburgh, don't go to sleep on them. All right. And I will also say this, that I, I really, I'm really proud of what Cleveland's done. And I'm, I'm, it's kind of sort of rooting for them tomorrow, but I think that's going to be a close game. And, and I remember back in week one when we were handicapping week one, since 1999, the Browns were 1-19 straight up in season opening games. And sure enough, they didn't disappoint. They were eight-and-a-half-point underdogs to Baltimore, and they got poleaxed in, in that game. So I'm really watching the Steelers. That, that's the team I've got my eye on. Um, look, Mike Tomlin, he, he never had a losing season you know, he went back-to-back seasons without making the playoffs. The last time it occurred in 2015, they ended up going 10-6 and six the following year. They lost in a divisional round. Pittsburgh has done very well. Anyway, there are a lot of other stories that were very prevalent. And, you know, Cam Newton, uh, I, you know, I gave you my two cents on him. I like him. I liked him at Auburn. I thought he was a winner. Uh, but I never thought New England would do better than 8-8 eight and eight this year, and they haven't. I, I, they, maybe they would be more fun to watch. They were for a bit of time. I never thought Cam would get into the playoffs. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, they entered the season with 20 of 22 starters back. And look at them. They're 14-1. and one, And I know they're, they're having some issues right now in the red zone. They're not scoring touchdowns. They're, get, they're scoring field goals. And they're having some issues in the red zone defensively. They're only 26th against the run on their offensive line. hasn't been great. But they're right where they need to be. And so this should be fun to watch. All right, coming up, welcome in a gentleman, longtime Las Vegas odds maker, has worked in this industry, funny guy, good guy, friend of mine. His name is Dave Sherapan, and he's going to join us on the other side to talk some Vegas stuff. We're all in the fight against COVID-19, and Ford Motor Company is doing their part by manufacturing and donating 100 million masks to underserved communities. And Ford encourages everyone to join the effort. We are so close to winning this fight. These next weeks are crucial. Let's hold the line. Continue to social distance, wear masks, and look out for each other so we can get back to where we were. Together, we can get it done. Let's finish strong. A message from Ford Motor Company. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's welcome in a gentleman, known him a long time, long time Las Vegas odds maker, and uh, always has a lot of good stories, and he's from Pittsburgh, which is also a good thing. Say hello to Dave Sherapan. Dave, how you doing, buddy? Bernie Fratto, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Last time we talked, you had the great line about Cam's babushkas, and uh, he might as well wear babushkas now. Hey, I want to, uh, Dave, before we get to the NFL tomorrow, Week 17, uh, it seems to me like the books did pretty well last night, given the fact that both dogs hung the number. Hello? Yeah, Dave, you there, bud? Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry, go ahead, Bernie. 
So I wanted to, uh, before we get to the NFL in Week 17, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, last night's college football playoff semifinal games, I, I got to believe the books did well since one team hung the number and the other one outright, both dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, 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 the college football playoffs were really good for the books. Um, the game stayed under. The first game, the Bama game, um, Notre Dame gets in the back door. Uh, and then the dog wins the game outright, Ohio State. The game flies over. That was the only thing of the four, you know, possibilities that didn't go right for the books. So, yeah, they're, you know, you got to do it before week 17 because usually week 17 you're, you're just drawing dead. True. So let me ask you a question, Dave. Let's look ahead quickly to Bama, Ohio State. In some shops I see seven, I see eight. Uh, where's the early money coming? And I, they, they hung a total of 76, the highest of all time. What's your quick take on that from behind the counter? Uh, I'm surprised, actually. I talked to a bunch of guys today uh, around town, and, you know, the first bet they took, that they laid it. So, um, you know, because a lot of places had seven, and immediately there was a lay. Um, the total's going to tick down, which is surprising because – I don't know who, which team's going to stop the other in this game. I think, uh, you know, Bama showed that they've all season that they can score. And Ohio State just showed the world that they're here, you know, to win, run the ball. And when you come up and, and get close to the line of scrimmage, they're going to throw it over the top and Fields proved he could do it. So uh, I'm surprised the total. I thought the total would go up uh, initially. I thought the total would be closer to 80. I think it's going to close 75 or lower. Sure. A lot of points, though. There's just no margin of error. All it takes is one turnover in the red zone, you know. But you're right. Who's going to stop the other team? All right, let's look ahead tomorrow to Week 17. Frankly, for me, it's one of my favorite weeks because you find market inefficiencies. Dave, which games jump at you as to, the, you know, a matchup whereby the book sees action coming one way and it's going to be good for the book and not so good for the better? Well, a couple games really stick out, Vern. Um, you know, and this was we, we we've had this conversation so so many times over the years on Sunday morning in That's week right. seventeen. There's a bunch, um, usually. So, I mean, like one, you know, the, the big number games usually people stay away from. They're betting them out uh, crazy so far. So, like the Colts against Jacksonville. If the Jacksonville gets there, it's going to be a huge one for the books. Um, the Bengals against the Ravens, that's already 14. That's probably going to go up. That's another one that, you know, the books are going to need that other side. Um, some surprising ones. I mean, the Chiefs are a dog for the first time since the, the third or fourth game of the season against the Ravens. It's the only two times they've been a dog all season. I know nobody's playing, but the Chargers are laying now four and a half, pretty much market number uh, across the board. Very surprising to me. Um, in the games that matter, you know, Washington is steamed up. Alex Smith is going to play. That's going to be a huge book. It's the last game of the day, and it's going to be a monster. The books are going to need the Eagles for everything. The other one is uh, Arizona and the Rams. I mean, Arizona, it, you know, that's basically a playoff game, and yep. nobody's giving the Rams a shot except for the Sharp guys. I mean, like, that's the only ones that are backing the Rams. I think the books are going to need the Rams for a pretty big decision, too. Dave, let me ask you a question. Well, first of all, I think as far as Kansas City, 
with Noble Holmes, I got to believe he's worth, I know this sounds crazy, maybe eight, nine, ten points to the line. I really believe that. But I want to talk about your old hometown, Dave, because I've already grabbed the Steelers plus ten earlier in the week. And I'll tell you why. Tell me if this makes sense to you. When the send-off line was three and a half before last week's games were played. And then Pittsburgh gets it done and Cleveland lays an egg. They announced that Mason Rudolph will start, who actually was 5-3 and three last year, 4-2-2 two and two against the number. And that number rockets to 10. All right? So my numbers show that Ben Roethlisberger is about 18th par rated. And Mason Rudolph's only about four points worse than him. So when it goes from 3.5 to 10, to me that's an overlay. I could see 3.5 to 7.5. Am I right? What are your thoughts? Uh, try to remove all bias. I can't believe this number's this high. I really can't. I, I, I Thank you. That was the peak. Um, you know, and, and believe me, you and I have had discussions for a decade. I would be the first one to tell you you were wrong or I disagreed yes. with you. So I'm not yes. just saying it for the audience because I'm on your show. <laughs> um, I know the number's yep. too high, Burn. Like it's, it just feels like right. Like Cleveland has to win to get in. Wouldn't it be more? What would be more Cleveland than them losing this game outright? Let alone having to kick a game-winning field goal late with Mason Rudolph leading the Steelers. It, it, it feels like it's way, way too high. That analysis to me is almost identical to the way I see the game. And uh, we'll just move on. I, it, there's a culture thing in Pittsburgh. I still think they're live to get to the Super Bowl. People think I'm nuts, but that's a conversation uh, for a different day. I love their culture, and I know they're going to give an effort tomorrow. We've got to talk about Dallas and the New York Giants. Andy Dalton has put up 30 points in his last three games. They go to New York, and they've got to win, and then they wait. Well, somebody wins that game, and they got to wait. What are your thoughts on that game? Where's the, number, where's the money coming, and do you have a, a, an opinion? So... That's one of the ones, you know, when I talked to the fellas uh, today at a couple different places I stopped, they said Dallas is going to be probably one, two, or three in number of public sides bet um, on the entire oh, wow. card. And it, it's okay. shaping up to be that way. Um, the Giants are still playing for the division, believe it or not. At 5-10, and yes. ten, they win, and, and the Eagles somehow beat Washington. They're the, they're the division champion in the playoffs. So, this is a playoff game, and Dallas is laying points on the road. I'm surprised by it. I thought the game would be picked. Actually, no. I, I, I made the number two and a half because I knew that people were going to bet Dallas. So I think you saw the number tick down because some guys that like to play, that bet money and move the number, have played the Giants at the two and a half number. It's one and a half. I would be surprised if it goes back up. I think it finishes one and a half or lower. Last one, uh, Dave, and I've only got about 30 seconds, but I want to get you on again before the Super Bowl, okay? Does that work for you? Uh, absolutely, sir. I'm up Saturday nights. It's a good time to talk. Good, good. Very good. Last game, uh, so either the Giants or Dallas win, and they're in unless Washington wins. Alex Smith will start. Who do you like in that game? That's Washington. Phillies, if you see Philly's injury list, they might as well put the babushkas on and go home for the night. They, they don't need to even come out and play. That's it. All right, my man. That is Dave Sherapan, longtime Vegas odds maker, CG Technology. Uh, it's like dinner and a show with Dave. Dave, keep up the great work, man. We'll catch up to you soon again. I, I want to get you on before the Super Bowl. You got it, Fern. Thanks for following me on Twitter. I'll talk to you soon. Right back at you. You take care. 
Again, that's Dave Sherapan, longtime Las Vegas oddsmaker. Coming up, we've got Sleepy's Best Bet, and I'm going to make a case for the team that actually could upset Kansas City in the playoffs. But first, well, let's go to the man. He's so cool. You know, Fallout Boy once sang that they want to dance like Uma Thurman, but it turns out Uma Thurman wants to dance with this guy. It's Brian Finley with the latest. You read my mind because Uma Thurman was one of my first crushes as a kid. Hey, Texas A&M's Devon A. Chain gutted North Carolina's defense in the final quarter of Saturday's Orange Bowl. Kellen gives A. Chain again. Wadamar with a block, stumbles, stays on his feet, still on his feet. Now it's a race for number six down the left sideline. A. Chain is gone. Six for six. The great Andrew Monaco on the call with the Texas A&M Radio Network. A. Chain had two scores in the final three minutes, 44 seconds to springboard the fifth-ranked Aggies over the number 14 Tar Heels, 41-27. After the game, AM head coach Jimbo Fisher sped away from a Gatorade bath. Fisher reckoned he hadn't run that fast in 25 years and ended up pulling a hamstring in the process. Number 12, Iowa State intimidates number 25, Oregon, 34-17 at the Fiesta Bowl. The Ducks played clumsily with five turnovers, including a muffed kickoff return. Plus, they had a penalty takeaway, a touchdown, were 0 for 6 on third down, and had the ball for just 17 minutes in the game. Ducks head coach Mario Cristobal barked, quote, it is a game of execution. We weren't able to execute and get done what we needed to get done, close quote. Elsewhere, Ole Miss dunks on number 11, Indiana, 26-20 at the Outback Bowl, and Kentucky ramming number 24, NC State, 23-21 at the Gator Bowl. The Texas Longhorns pry away Steve Sarkeesian from Alabama, making him head coach on the same day UT fired Tom Herman. Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore reportedly signing a ritzy three-year extension and shaking his head at an offer to head coach his alma mater, Boise State. And NFL Network reporting the New York Jets will drop kick head coach Adam Gase off the team after Sunday's game. Let's get back to a man who knows sports betting as well as Wayne Newton nose plastic surgery it's bernie fratto and that is brian finley the silver tongue devil happy new year brian all right at this time every week sleepy gives his best bet we had some uh technical difficulties so i will be sharing sleepy's best bet he likes the cowboys he grabbed them minus one earlier in the week smart move as you can see they're moving in the other direction so he's gotten the best of the number and sleepy's been very solid in this spot and he'll continue, and he'll continue when we flip to basketball as well. And by the way, big props to Sleepy and his group uh, and the betting Predators, along with guys like Dan Rivera and Chris Dell, really had an outstanding year this year. And the folks that followed that podcast cashed nicely. I was very happy to be a small part of that podcast, but real good props to those guys who did an excellent job to do their research. All right, I said before the break, I want to make a case for a team that I think can beat Kansas City. I'm not predicting that they will, but look, teams don't repeat the National Football League, and there's a reason for that, all right? So here we go. First of all, I believe that team is the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the last time the Buffalo Bills were champions of the AFC East, Bill Clinton was in his first term as president, but they've already cleared that hurdle. And I believe they have the best shot of beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. Why? Because I think they have the best formula. Here's why. First of all, Patrick Mahomes is 39-9 and in his career. And in the nine losses, he still put up an average of 31 points in those games. 
So if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you're going to have to match them blow for blow. Very few teams can get into a scoring shootout with Kansas City and match that. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, yes, they are equipped to match the Chiefs blow for blow. Buffalo does something that drives teams nuts. They throw the ball a ton on first down, all the time, even more than Kansas City, which leads to explosive plays. And in the National Football League, an explosive play is defined as something of 20 yards or more. The Buffalo Bills, they're second in the league in explosive plays to only the Kansas City Chiefs. But here's a big one. Time of possession. Time of possession to me is important because Patrick Mahomes is 19-1 when the Chiefs win the time of possession battle. Now, Buffalo routinely wins the T.O.P. battle, and they lead the league in longest drives. The Bills have actually had 27 scoring drives this year that took at least or 10 minutes or more on the clock. Think about that. It's incredible. Translation, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, and you put yourself in a position to win. The Bills also rank number one in the NFL on third down conversions and fourth down conversions. So they're number one in third and fourth down conversions. What does that do? That extends drives and time of possession. In summation, the Bills are by far the best combination of passing and running in the entire NFL, and they've scored only seven less points cumulatively on the season than the Kansas City Chiefs. As I mentioned earlier, the Chiefs are 14-1, and and they have my utmost respect. Teams that come off a Super Bowl win, they don't do that. Go back in history, a lot of teams don't even play 500. But the Chiefs, frankly, they're having some issues in the red zone on both sides of the ball, especially offensively, where they've been settling for field goals. Defensively, they still rank 26th against the run, and their offensive line is not great. Bottom line, in a one-game affair, yes, the Bills can unseat the Chiefs, and they're hungry and poised to do it. It's very hard to repeat in this league. And as I said earlier, the Buffalo Bills, I believe, are currently the AFC's second-best team. They're now 8-1 to one to win the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You might even make a case that Buffalo's the second-best team in the entire NFL. They've won, other la- they've won eight of their last nine games. Had it not been for a fluke Hail Mary by Kyler Mar- uh, Murray and the Cardinals, the Hail Murray, Buffalo's last loss would have come in October when quarterback Josh Allen was dealing with a shoulder injury. And it was windy and bad that day, and... You know, it wasn't necessarily his fault. Look, you all saw the game Monday night, that 38-9 crushing over Bill Belichick. And the week before that, it was a 48-19 laugher against the Broncos. This simply shows you that the Bills can be dangerous on offense, defense, and special teams. Look at the they had the fake punt, the whole deal. The, the Bills are the goods, they're the entire package. And everything's trending upward, and they're getting John Brown back. Keep an eye on it. It would be a great story, and not for nothing – a great story for the city of Buffalo. And, and, and you may not have known this, but Josh Allen, who I think he's not going to win the MVP, but I think you can make a case that he should. The Bulls are not only 12-3, and three, their most victory since 1993. Uh, Josh Allen threw his 34th touchdown pass last Monday night. That breaks the team record of 33, held by a Hall of Famer, Jim Kelly. He set it back in 91. Allen also brought, uh, broke... Uh, Drew Bledsoe's 2002 team records for completions and total yards. So look out. Be interesting to see what Buffalo does tomorrow. They're laying three against Miami. But the Bills, they are for real. And I hope they do cross uh, paths with the Chiefs in the playoffs 
it would be a hell of a game. There's, you know, there's never any guarantee. We all thought the Lakers and Clippers, right, they would play uh, for the right to go to the NBA Finals, but that didn't happen. So fingers crossed, I think it would be a whale of a game. All right, coming up, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. It's Mac and Rivers, Mackenzie Rivers with Mackinac Sports, and we'll have some more of that data that you only find if you went to Yale. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! One of the best in the business, Bernie Fratto. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios here in Las Vegas. Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. That would be Chris Perfett, Brian Finley, and uh, Eric Roberts. And tonight's Eric's last show on Straight Out of Vegas. And I want to thank Eric for his hard work, his professionalism, his dedication. Did an extremely good, does an extremely good job. Uh, very attentive, very responsive, very thorough. Dots his eyes and crosses his T's. We wish Eric well. And uh, Eric, again, thanks uh, thanks for all that you have done. And, and I'll stay in touch with you, You Eric. make it easy stay. to work, Bernie. You make it easy to work with you, that's for sure. All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. And you will hear from me. Uh, we're all in the fight against COVID-19, and Ford Motor Company is doing their part by manufacturing and donating 100 million masks to underserved communities. Ford encourages everyone to join the effort. We're so close to winning this fight. These next few weeks are crucial. Let's hold the line, continue to social distance, wear masks, and look out for each other. We can get back to where we were. Together, we can get it done. Let's finish strong. A message from Ford Motor Company. All right, Mackenzie, it's that time. You know him, you love him, can't live without him. You got some good stuff tonight, as usual. Uh, Wednesday night, I sat in for Ben Maller, a great pleasure. And we talked about the uh, Ohio State game and how I love the dog. You like the dog, too. Yep. We thought the steal was a bit of a steal because the, the line was too high. Very similar concept to Week 17 in the NFL as, a, as sort of an offshoot to what I talked about earlier. You find the high variance in Week 17, and people can trip up when things look too easy. Yes, unique challenges and unique opportunities, just like the CFP playoffs. We talked about... How not only do we like the money, the money like on Ohio State, but if you're really trying to attack that game, one of the ways to get about it is laying the alternative spread, Ohio State minus six and a half, which paid out five to one. <laughs> that would <clears throat> that would take some uh, that would it, take some Cleones. You, you would be you'd be in a rocking chair well, by the third quarter. The way the game played out, 35-14. In fact, you could have laid two touchdowns more, twenty and a half, and Ohio State would still cover easily. These games are not falling close to the number. Here's where I want to play off your data, because when I talked about this with Arnie and Aaron the other night. Look, Dabble Swinney's only 4-4 four four when he's laying less than eight points, and Ryan Day and the Ohio State, when they're a dog, forget about it. And by the way, the two teams just played a year ago, and Ohio State out-yarded them by 120 yards. It was turnovers that costed them the game. So as you look at this data, Week 17, use the data. It matters. Yes, there's wild swings in the variance, just like we talked about. Just like OSU was getting seven but could easily win that game in my mind's eye, the Steelers are getting nine and a half, ten. I think they yes. win 40% of the time, 35% of the time, way more than the money line would suggest at plus 350. That's a sneaky best bet for me. Steelers on the money line. And in this particular situation, I, I love the vibe because Ben, Big Ben – Pouncy, a lot of the vets are home. If there's one game 
that I want the second stringers for the Steelers to get up, get amped, show something, prove something. They don't have to necessarily worry about the playoffs so much. They're going to be all in for this game. I love the guys that they are bringing to Cleveland. They've beat them 10 out of 11 times. I think you're going to make it 11 out of 12, at least a good percentage of the time. Some other games I think the public might be on the wrong side of. Talk about the Miami-Buffalo game and what the data tells you, especially since people might be overreacting to the fact that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is out. Well, the great R.J. Bell just tweeted this out. This is a historic moment in NFL handicapping. A backup quarterback, according to the numbers, was worth one and a half points to the line. When Ryan Fitzpatrick was announced out, the line moved from Dolphins minus one and a half, I mean plus one and a half, to Dolphins plus three, a point and a half downgrade for Miami for a guy that isn't even supposed to play. But he was probably going to play if things got dicey. That's the way they've been rolling in Miami. So that's a very fascinating situation. In that game, that line has come down to Miami, uh, only only getting a point and a half now. And I think it has everything to do with if the Steelers are resting their guys, I think the Bills – they are. They, yeah, the Steelers are resting their guys for sure. No, I mean, Buffalo is as well. Yes, that's why I think they're, the number's the only, moving. The only qualitative difference is at no time have they said that uh, Ryan uh, – or check that, Josh, Josh Allen would start. Yeah. So he'll start, but, you know, he may not play the whole game. Speaking of which. Go ahead. Little birdies are chirping. Yeah, maybe Josh Allen doesn't play the second half. Little birdies are chirping in my ear. Deshaun Watson has a very good chance, the franchise quarterback, of showing his stuff in the first half taking a seat in the second half, especially if they're down the Houston Texans against the Titans and have nothing to play for. Why are you going to risk everything for, you know, your franchise quarterback? If he sits down, Bernie, not only are the Titans a great play laying seven, all of his props are going to go under. He could have the best first half of his life. He's not throwing for 290 yards, which is his over-under prop. I love all of the Deshaun Watsons under. Even if, even if there's a 10% chance that he sits the second half, it makes it a strong play. Now, that, that opens the door for a debate because the Titans, to me, laying 7.5 is an overlay, uh, and it falls into the trend I talked about at the top of the show where teams yes, who are and playing. I do like that. But, let, but let's talk about this because I know you're not big on teasers week 17, and I want you to explain why, but might that be a game you look at teasing Tennessee down just to minus one? The Titans are in a must-win situation, but as you talked about at the top of the show, and as your strong numbers suggest, usually the market's going to overreact to that. So yeah, I'm probably not going to put any of my own money on on the Texans plus seven and a half. But the prop situation is totally different. I would I would probably stay away from the side, but I would look for Deshaun Watson unders. All right, Dave. We just had Dave Sherapan on, lost longtime Las Vegas odds maker, great guy, very sharp. He brought up two games that I want to bring up with you. Um, you'll never catch me laying 14 points, period, but especially on the road. So you've got two of those tomorrow. You've got Indianapolis yep. going to Jacksonville, laying two touchdowns. Okay, I'm not, I'm not laying it, but I'm not getting in front of it either. But laying two touchdowns, your thoughts? With the Baltimore Ravens, I'm okay with it because well, that, that's they have the highest scoring right? margin in the right. league. They just, against the spread against bad teams, there's never been a team as consistent as the Ravens. With the Colts, they do have the revenge factor, but the Jacksonville Jaguars have nothing to play for. The Colts only need to win the game. They would, you know, step over their mother's toes just to win by one point. They don't need to win by 14. I would stay away from that one. All right, the other game that I can't not not bring up is Dallas, the New York Giants, and uh, it's a playoff game. So you win, and then you've got to wait because the Washington-Philadelphia game was flexed to 5 o'clock. And I'm really looking forward to that game because that will decide the fate of the NFC East. Let's say, let's say just for giggles, Dallas wins. Now they got to sit around and wait, and Washington knows. 
What's crazy about the NFC East is each and every one of these teams, you could have got at 20 with the Cowboys. You could have got them at 50 to 1. For Washington to begin the year, you could have got them at 100 to 1 just to win the NFC East. And Bernie, if you made any of those bets, you got some you got something to watch tomorrow because they're all live. The Giants could be hosting the playoff game, the Cowboys, not the Phillies, not the, not the Eagles, but Washington very well could. They well, got about I'll a 50% tell you what, chance. And if you are holding one of those tickets, you're a damn fool if you don't hedge because you exactly can lock right. in profits. Exactly All right. All right, he's Mackenzie Rivers, Mackin' on Sports each week at the end of the show. We chop it up and bring you the things that you want to know before you fire with your bookie tomorrow. It's going to be a fun week 17. There's just no two ways about it. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Fratto. Thanks, Dave Sherapan, for coming on. The man who's up next, Jason Martin. He brings it strong. Keep it locked. Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!